What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Wednesday, August 27th, 2014. You guys listening to episode 174, back on track on um, Wednesday night. This will actually be up Wednesday as well, so you guys will have it tonight, and um, we're back on schedule. Funniest thing about me starting this podcast on time was I was actually excited By the way, great show for you guys today. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool announcements about the show, and um, we're going to get into the unacceptables, a whole bunch of stuff, so sit back, relax, and get ready to listen to your favorite damn podcast, The Verzi Effect, with me, your host, Paul Verzi. Now, I'm thinking today, I'm going, okay, here's the deal. Um, Don't have to worry about being at the beach, I don't have to worry about bad, you know, reception, internet service, Wi-Fi, none of that. Um, I wasn't going into the city tonight because I had to do a lot of writing and business stuff. So I said, you know what? I'll be able to sit down in my office. I'll be able to do this podcast, you know, in peace at, at, at the right time and everything was good. So when I set up to do all that, my fucking computer charger, now I have an old MacBook and I was waiting to get a new MacBook and I'll tell you what happened tonight. But so anyway... I got the MacBook open and I'm, I'm, you know, I put the charger on, the the computer's dead, I put the charger in like I do, you know, all the time, you know, for the show or before the show to get the thing juiced up and nothing. So I go over to the outlet, I check the outlet, I check the wire, the wire's kind of, you know, it's old, it's a five-year-old charger, whatever, so I'm like, shit, you know, and I've been waiting to, I've been in the process of getting another computer anyway, but, you know, I've just been been working with, you know, this computer for so long, and, you know, I was gonna, you know, wait to get a new one in the future or whatever, I'm one of those guys where it's like, if I need it, I'll get it, I don't want to just get it, you know, I took care of the thing, but it's, it's old, so anyway, the shit's not working at all, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to Best Buy, and my wife was like, well, let me just try it, so she tried it, and she's like, yeah, it doesn't work, so I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna go and see if I can either get another charge or see what's going on with this thing. So all that fucking, this whole time, I'm like, I'm going to be on time. And now there's a chance I can't even do the fucking show. And it starts pouring out. And it's, it's, and it's just time started going by. It started getting past dinner, started getting dark. So again, it was a fucking hustle. But uh, I said I'd be back on schedule and I'm back on schedule. So I go over to the mall and I have like, I have like literally, I'm not even kidding. I have like four unacceptables. So I'm just going to tell you the shit that bothered me this week. I have a bunch of them. But anyway, so I go to the mall and right when I walk into the mall, I swear to God, the first thing I see is an Apple store. So it was like, it was literally meant like right where I parked. I had no idea where the Apple store was compared to where I parked. I shot out to the mall. You know, it's, it's raining. It's dark out. I don't know where the fuck I am. I just want to go into this mall and either get a charger, get another computer. I don't care. So I go into Apple and the dude was like, <laughs> the dude was like, uh, yeah, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, man, I just, I either need another charger or like, you know, can I get a computer that has the same kind of memory as this one? I just want to, you know, do it. And then I was like, I realized, I was like, I don't have an Apple credit card and I don't have $1,200 on me and I don't have a card right now that has $1,200 on me. I just came out of the house to go get a charger or whatever. So the guy goes, the guy goes, uh, yeah, well, we have this and we have that. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I was like, uh, I don't have the credit card with me to buy it, to just to buy it right now. But
but he was like, yeah, you could, you could get a really good deal on this computer. And I was like, I don't want to buy like a hundred dollar charger. And then, you know, for some fucking relic, you know what I mean? So I didn't know what to do. So I just like, see, I just recently found out when I got a car, I have good credit and I don't have a lot of credit. So I go into this fucking store and I'm just like, you guys, like, I was like, can I finance this real quick? Like, cause you, I could pay it, you know, I could pay it in a week. I could just fucking, I could pay it tomorrow. I just wanted to see if I could get the computer now. So I, so the guy goes, yeah, we got this thing where you just like, it's called a Barclay card or whatever. I didn't even know about this. So you go into the store and you literally, he goes, yeah, you just like, you could like apply for either like 500 to 800 or you could apply from like 700 to 1300 or, or 1700 or, you know, all this stuff in like 12 months. So he goes, yeah, just put your thing. So I go, oh, so he goes, yeah, if you get approved, you'll get the computer right now. So I walk over to this machine and I know I have good credit. I just don't have a lot. So this is actually good for me because I'm like, oh, I'll just build it up. Like I'll just make fucking little payment, you know what I mean? Or, and then like I'll make a couple payments to just show that I like made good on it and then I'll just fucking fucking bang it out. So, cause I, and I knew that my credit was good from the car. So I go there, I fill it out and he's like, yeah, you're going to know right when you hit enter. So I hit enter and the thing says, yo, you're approved and it approved me for whatever amount. So I just got a fucking new computer. I got a new fucking charger. I got a, I got like one of the best, most expensive hard drives that has like fucking 500 gigabytes or a thousand gig, just something nuts that the Porsche one I got, which is insane. So I could put all these fucking, all my shit on the hard drive. So I just loaded up. I just got all these bags from Apple. It's like I got it's like I just got sent a fucking package from them. so I come home with it and everything is different. All the setups are different and I'm trying to do the Verzi effect on this new fucking Mac that I got. And um oh, so I run out from the mall. This was another one that might be an unacceptable. I don't know. But I had a microphone and I want I'm getting another microphone because I've been having some popping issues with this. I want to get like a, just a, a better one. And I might get one now from Apple that they have, but I was going to go over to Best Buy with this one because something happened with the knob on this one, which isn't really affecting the sound, but it, I was like, maybe they'll give me another one or maybe I could do something. So I fucking find out, I go, yeah, where's Best Buy? And it's not in the mall. So I had to get back on the fucking highway in the rain and go. And when I got there, it was closed. So I got home. I tried to use a new laptop. Anyway, it, it's just too fucking complicated to do it within 10 minutes. And I said, fuck it. So I used... I got this computer charged up, and uh, this will be the last Verzi Effect podcast with my old laptop, my old charger, and this microphone. So the next one, I mean, the microphone may sound better, but it's going to be a whole new, hopefully faster, better system. But uh, how the fuck is a Best Buy not going to be in a, in a fucking mall? You know, it's like, why would it be four minutes or five minutes down the highway from a mall? How about you put it in a mall and then everybody comes? Doesn't that make more sense? I don't know. It bothered me. It's that, that That's unacceptable to me. But I, like I said, I have a bunch of them this week. So we'll just, uh, I'll get into that when I do the unacceptables. But first, everybody, some big announcements. I'm very excited to announce this. Uh, I said that I would. Uh, two things. Um, the first or actually, I've had a sponsor before, but the first new sponsor to jump aboard the Verzi Effect podcast, they reached out to me. It's it's an amazing um, site that they have, uh, and I want to say thank you and welcome aboard to GonzoFame.com. Now, GonzoFame.com uh, and I were talking, and um, what GonzoFame 
Comedy.com does is they do interviews with comedians, very, very in-depth, um, and they've had amazing comedians that they've done interviews with, guys like um, Doug Stanhope, Ralphie May, Hannibal Burris, uh, the guys from Broken Lizard who did, uh, you know, Beer Fest and Super Troopers and all those movies. Just, uh, just you know, really interesting, and I'm, and I'm leaving out a bunch. Like, I think Sean Rouse is, is on there, Sean Patton is on there. Um, just really good comedians, respected comedians, and it's a really kind of in-depth, detailed interview. Now, when I spoke with the dude who's actually a funny up-and-coming comic from Chicago, shout out to uh, David Gavry who um, you know reached out to me. We talked about this, and um, we talked about me doing an interview, and then we kind of just talked about uh, gonzofame.com jumping aboard and being a sponsor. And um, it's one of those things I'm so happy to have. Uh, them aboard because I believe in what they do and if you look at the interviews and mine actually got up last night on their site so uh, it was it was kind of perfect timing and um, here's what I love about what they do and for comedians out there who are interested in if anybody wants to interview you this is the place to go and here's why they don't fuck with what you say they don't twist what you say they don't try to spin it funny for some bullshit that they say, and that's what I really liked about them. You know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, no, they want to make the artist and the talent speak and have, you know, imprint what they say and what they want out there. And, you know, to be able to do that today is amazing because with these bloggers and these, you know, these problem-seeking assholes, you know, even like on reality TV, you know, they say it's going to look a certain way and then all of a sudden what happens? You know, these people look at the episodes and they're, they're turned into fucking, you know, the villain or, you know, what, what you really didn't think was going to happen. And I've had that happen in interviews before where I've done an interview and the guy's been really cool. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this out. This looks great. And all of a sudden, like, there's like jabs or there's certain things said. And you're like, wait a minute, dude, I didn't say that. Not the case here. And I think a big reason is because it is run by comedians, you know, uh, and, and David is a really good dude. And we talked about some things and I got really deep on the interview. And I said a lot of things about my past and my childhood and, and, and my parents that I've never told anybody. So you could actually check that out if you go to uh, gonzofame.com. You can check out my interview, which is very long. I talk about the Verzi effect, and I talk about my fans. I talk about my family. I talk about stand-up. You know, um, they were asking me questions about comedians that I knew, comedians that I worked with, uh, you know, just all kinds of cool stuff on the podcast. Uh, my relationship with Bill Burr and, you know, uh, being on the other podcasts that I've been on. And it was just really in-depth, really good. And the people that have read it said that it was a really good read and a lot of people are, are enjoying it. So please check that out. Go to gonzofame.com and look at all the interviews. And thank you to my new sponsors. Um, I'm really excited to have them aboard. And I want everybody, man, everybody listening to this to really um, look at them because you know, the way that I try to be as real and genuine to my fans and I see that you guys and, and my listeners, I see that you guys come back and you feel that. Well, that's exactly what I felt from this from this website and what I felt from um, especially this individual uh, and comedian, uh, David Gavry, who runs it. So please, I urge all you guys to go to the site, give it hits. All you people too, I know I got Croatia, New Zealand, Australia, you fuckers out there drinking whatever time it is, go to gonzofame.com, read the uh, interview that I did, read all the other interviews and support uh, support that site because that site does it right. That site is for the comedians and um, it's going to do really big things. That's why I'm happy to uh, 
to have this partnership with them. So uh, there it is. That's the first announcement. GonzoFame.com uh, will be the sponsor. So this, this is the first uh, first shout-out and plug for them. Check them out for great interviews with um, your favorite up-and-coming comedians. Now, the second announcement for the show is that, yes, everybody, they will be made. The decision has been made. The Verzi Effect podcast unacceptable t-shirts will be coming out. Now, here's the thing. Some people are saying that they don't have Twitter and the, tw- and the whole, like, hashtag they don't understand. Um, but for all the people that do, the, I got to say this, the majority of people that send me unacceptables are on Twitter. That's just, unfortunately for the people that aren't, I'm sorry, that's just what it is. So there definitely will will be an unacceptable t-shirt that's hashtag unacceptable, and we're going to come up with a design and do all that. What I might do is have another one and a choice of two different t-shirts for people that are more on Facebook, that don't go to Twitter, so I'm figuring all that out. But in the very near future, the t-shirts will be available for purchase online, probably directly on my website, to be honest, I think I'm just going to have them there. And also when I'm on the road performing in comedy clubs. So all are getting done. And uh, yeah, it, it's time to get it's time to take this unacceptable movement even further because uh, you guys seem to, you know, I don't know if it's therapy for you guys, but you guys are coming at me with these unacceptables like you needed therapy and this was just a relief. I mean, I can't tell you how fucking first of all, I'm humbled and thankful you guys are coming to with, with you know, to me and my show with all of them. But I can't tell you how funny it is to read some of these things where you guys are like, ah, these fucking animals in the pool with their, it's just so funny. And, and it's just, and I totally feel it and understand it. So the shirts are coming, everybody. That decision has been made. Boom. Episode 174, giving you the good, good news early. And you know why I'm a little fired up? Cause I'm not sick yet. Cause I'm getting sick. Uh, we had unfortunate news this week. Hold on. Let me sip my, uh, my cranberry lime seltzer. My um, my little boy got very sick. My little boy got very sick. They didn't know if it was pneumonia. He's on all kinds of medicines and stuff, and it's been really tough. Um, and it's so funny. He doesn't even know or give a fuck. He's just like, yeah, give me candy, and he's just sitting there with the medicine. And but um, and then my daughter caught a cold, and now every everybody's went to the doctor and kind of getting better. But like right when I, I mean. I went from not being sick for like two years to having really two bad colds in like three months. So, um, yeah, I just got to fucking get over it. But it's not there yet. I got a little fire. I got a little pep in my step. Got a little pep in my step tonight. I think it's because I made a move. I pulled the trigger. I got the computer. And um, I just, you know, it's one of those things where you ever just make right moves. Like I knew like late. I just right at a certain time I go, I got to go because this is going to close. And I went and boom, everything got done. But the Best Buy is not in the fucking mall. It's like, I never understood that. It's like, yeah, the masses are here, but let's have stragglers have to fucking go on some fucking adventure to get a microphone or or to get a a DVD or whatever they get at Best Buy, a TV. It's like, I I just have have it in the fucking mall. It's right there. I can't get fired up yet, though. I can't get fired up yet. We're not at the unacceptables. I will read. The Unacceptables. And again, for you guys, just because so many came in, so many are funny, I'm reading as many Unacceptables as I can in the time frame of the show. 
that whole top three just didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't because the thing was, so many were funny. You know, you guys would just send a picture and be like, "Yeah, I just fucking." You know, the delivery guy sucks. Look at his car. And it's just so funny that I'm like, how do I, I can't leave out what these people are doing. So um, we'll get into that as well. Um, all right. This is something that I got to, I had to talk about this. There's a couple things I want to talk about. I also want to talk about this ice bucket challenge, which is really starting to fucking annoy me. Okay. But we're going to get into something that's going on in the world. Then we're going to talk about this ice bucket challenge. Then we'll do unacceptables and we'll, we'll do the whole thing. Now, uh, on a serious note, man, like two things. One, my heart goes out to these guys that are being held hostage and uh, James Foley and his family for being fucking executed and, and all the shit that's going on over there, man. And I'm not trying to bring the show down, but two things. The first thing I want to say is this, okay? If you're a fucking journalist and you're listening to this, okay, I know you have a job to do. Don't go to the fucking Middle East, okay? Don't go. Fuck your job. Tell your boss, you know what, asshole? Fucking kick off your flip-flops, leave poolside, and you fucking go, okay? You want me to report on anything here on our soil? I'll do it. But I'm not going to a fucking place that is hostile. That is going to see my passport or see me and I don't have a fucking chance to come back home. Fuck that shit. Stop it. Stop it. There was one guy, there was a couple guys over there trying to rebuild Baghdad because it was good money. I don't give a fuck what you're paying me. Rebuild Baghdad. Fucking rebuild Detroit. Rebuild Cleveland. I mean, of course there's good money. There's good money because there's going to be a fucking, there's people out there. Stop going. Seriously, man, it's fucking heartbreaking to go into the fucking place and read the newspaper and see these fucking young guys, these kids, probably got families, a whole life ahead of them, you know, young guys, good careers, you know what I mean, you just, it's fucking heartbreaking, just, I almost said like young, good looking guys, like it, it doesn't matter if a dude's just a fucking wreck, um, but no, seriously, these guys got, <laughs> Jesus Christ, these guys got fucking lives, man, and these guys, you know, have families that love them, and, and they're going out there, and I, I understand dedication to your job, man, but stop going. I mean, how many things have to happen? Just fucking chill out at home. Now, here's the other part of this, because I look at it like this. If somebody said, yeah, dude, comedians that go to Wyoming and perform, you know, a lot of them get fucked up or kidnapped and shit. Guess what, everybody? You're not going to see me in Wyoming. You're not. You know, come to the state next to it or fucking come to New York. But you know what? I'm not fucking going to Wyoming. Even if they're like, oh, no, it only happened a couple times out of 100 comics. Fuck it. I'm not going. I'm not going to be number three or four. I'm not going to fucking Wyoming. I'm not taking the chance. You know, if the company's like, hey, man, you know, you got to do it or you get fired. Then be like, all right, fine. I'm going to go public and say that I was upset. I didn't fucking feel comfortable going out there because my colleagues were getting fucking kidnapped and taken hostage. And I told you I was concerned. You guys said, fuck it. You're going to fire me if I can't. That's what I would do. And if, if it mattered, it mattered. If it didn't, it didn't. Either way, here's the best part of that scenario. I'm not getting on the fuck. I'm not getting on the plane. All right. Here's the other thing. And I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm being dead serious. I thought about this long and hard on my drive to Best Buy tonight. I'm not kidding around when I say if I was a president of this country, okay, and I'm not saying that the president should do what I do because, you know, there's obviously a reason why I'm a 
you know, a comedian and uh, the president is the president. There is a reason why I dropped out of community college and the president um, went to Harvard. But you know what? I, I can't even say that because if I put my mind to it, I could have went to fucking Harvard. I'm telling you right now, I'm not even kidding. Like if I gave a fuck, like I think I'm the type of guy that like I should have went later. You know, like if I went to college now, like if you had to go to college at 40, I think I'd be a straight A student anywhere I went. But you couldn't take a guy like me at like 21. Oh my God, this could be a bit. I got to remember this. Around 20 minutes. Um, yeah, like I, I just, if I went now, I'd be like, all right, I, I experienced some things. You know, like right now I'm 35 years old. I think I would fucking, if I was just working somewhere and I, I wasn't doing what I'm doing. Because stand-up and comedy clubs became my college. But like, if college started at like 40 or 45 and you just like live, and then you went, you'd be a fucking, you'd be, you know what I mean? You can't give a 21-year-old kid uh, like a dorm room with buddies and, and beer and no guidance and be like, go get him. I mean, I guess you can, not with me. You know, with me, I'd be like, oh my God, I could probably do blow tonight. Nobody would, like, you know, I, I, would, I was a fucking idiot. So anyway, but anyway, that's, that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> here's my thing. If I'm the president of the United States and I see what's going on, I think I, I would I would be the most effective, quickly, and most gangster president ever, but then it would be over soon and I'd probably go down in history as the most violent and irrational president ever. Because here's what I would do. Okay, here's what I would do. I would find out where the vicinity of these places are and I would fucking destroy no matter what country, no matter what enemy, no matter where it was, okay, if it was in fucking Jersey, wherever it is, what I would do if there was things like this happening is I would say, look, here's the problem. I know that there may be women and children involved in this, but if it takes that to make those people surrounding them fucking rebel and help out, then that's what I, that's what it's going to take. So yeah, maybe some fucking unfortunately... Some fucking innocent civilians have to go because of all the fucking lacing and bombing and destruction that I'm doing in the vicinity of where these fucking animals are, wherever. Okay, but that's what I'm doing. And you know what? Let the people around go. No, we're paying for this shit and rebel against them. You know, if you knew your neighbor was doing some shit in your neighborhood that was causing fucking fire on you, you're going to fucking stop your neighbor too. You're going to be like, hey, dude, this is fucking, you know, this is fucking us all up over here. You know what I mean? I got fuck, I got people playing beanbag toss. I got them trying to have barbecues out here. And I got people firing because you're fucking acting like this. So, you know, that's how I, that's how I look at it. You just, I would just fuck. Oh, dude, forget it. I would just come on and be like, all right, everybody, listen, I'm about to do something really irrational. Uh, I apologize ahead of time. You're probably not going to see me in another interview after this. Because uh, what I'm about to do is going to be completely crazy and go down in the history books as uh, like I'm a maniac. But I feel like it's the only thing I have to have to do. I think it's the only thing that, that really can be done. And uh, yeah, I'm going for it. So <laughs> I'm going. What would you do if the president was like, look, dude, I just decided I'm doing a cannonball into this thing. I'm going for it. And, uh, you know, shit may get hairy. So, uh, you know. Tune into CNN. We'll see what happens. All right, guys. Take care. And then he just walked away. And then I just like walked away puffing a cigar, looking at my friends like, all right, man, let's just fucking get into the office and figure out. Like, that'd be awesome. I got to be honest. That'd be awesome. And then ridiculously stupid. But 
Just stop it. You know? Just fucking go in there, man. Anywhere. And I get it. It's like, it's just really, fu- and it really bothered me. I think the reason why I'm getting like this is because it fucking bothered me, man. Americans are targets outside of the country in a lot of places, and it's, it's fucked up, man. It is. It's really, it, it, it's, it's fucked up. It's dangerous and shit. You know, people, you get kidnapped and shit, you get fucking, you get held hostage, you get, it's just, it's just really scary and brutal and it just makes you think like, you know, I mean, what, what can a president do? I guess a president can do what he, what he wants to do, but it's like, you know, I don't understand this whole, we can't negotiate with terrorists, like, can't it be on an individual basis? Or, or I guess not, I guess not, because then, then, then they get leverage, so, you know, I would love if the pre- if if it was a policy of like anything that happens, we just kill everybody. So like they know, look, we we're gonna have ho- yeah yeah no that's cool. You have hostages. We're gonna probably end up killing them with the bombing. We're gonna do, but everyone's dying. So that like in every situation, you just knew that everybody that was gonna get killed. It sounds stupid. It sounds ignorant. But at the end of the day, it's really it's it's effective. You know, in the mafia, you fuck up. You know. You get your knees broken, you fuck up twice, you die. And that's a pretty good business plan. You know, not a, not a lot of guys fuck up in that, that way when you know it's like that. So, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just venting because I, I'm, I'm sickened by, by what's going on. But anyway, speaking of things that annoy me, I'm, I'm going to talk about this um, ice bucket challenge. Everyone's dumping a bucket of ice on their head and, and doing it. And first of all, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come, cl- I'm coming clean on this one. You guys could tell I'm fired. I'm 25 minutes in. I'm fired up. We're not even at that. We're not even on the unacceptables yet. Okay? We're not even on the unacceptables yet. The Verzi Effect Podcast, now sponsored by gonzofame.com, is a new sponsor. Go to the site. See the interview. Give me feedback on my Twitter, at Paul Verzi. Ice Bucket Challenge. Somebody challenged me. You know, I got a challenge, and they said, oh, we challenged, you know, Blah, 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 so-and-so, Paul Verzi, uh, or donate $100, you have 24 hours. Now, first of all, let me tell you what I did. I didn't dump a bucket of water on my head, number one. And number two, I didn't even donate. And it's been days. And here's why. First of all, the whole idea of you volunteering my money, that's fucking crazy. It's like, first of all, you don't know the financial situation some of these people are in. It's like you got, you know... Yeah, you don't. You just volunteering a hundred dollars. What if somebody's fuck? What if somebody needs that? And now they're like, "Fuck, I can't get to a bucket of ice, and I don't have money." So I was just thinking about that, and I was just like, if "I got shit going on. I got kids, and you're just saying, oh yeah, Paul will pay a hundred dollars or whatever.'" It's like, no. And and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing I was thinking. And this is funny too. What is this twenty? Or, or, or you have twenty four hours, or what? Oh, what kind of loan shark shit is this? You have 24 hours. Somebody going to come to my fucking house? It's like, I was just, I was looking at it like, no, how about this? How about on my time, I'm going to donate money because I, my heart does go out to a- a- ALS. I was actually going to do the walk for ALS. Another thing, pancreatic cancer, some of these awful diseases. I want to donate money. But how about doing it like on your time? So I was looking at it like, I'm not going to stand there and put a bucket of water on my head and go, I did it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I, you know. And then here's the other thing that I thought about. Now, maybe I'm crazy. I'm in a goofy mood, guys. I am. 
But here's the other thing. I said to somebody outside the comedy club the other night, I go, why are they doing buckets of ice water? Why aren't they doing something cool, you know? Be cool if it was like, oh, go buy an ice cream cone or something and eat it. You know, you know, then everybody wins. But I was saying that, um, why are they dumping, you know, ice cold water and, and buckets on their head? And they were like, well, because I guess for a second, like the ice and the water just kind of freezes you, like, you know, makes your muscles go a certain way. So it's kind of like how like somebody with ALS feels. And then I'm thinking to myself, how fucking disrespectful is that to somebody with ALS? You know what they would give to fucking feel it only for one second and then run around laughing with their friends? And they got to watch these, like, fucking just happy fucking healthy dudes dumping water and then running around while they're still in the fucking chair drooling. It's fucking awful, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not even doing it. I don't know. I don't... It's like, I would, dude, if I had that and I'd be like, watch these people, I'd be like, oh, that's really cute that they're doing it for a minute. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, dude, he's running around in a Yankee shirt, wet, laughing with his friends, and I'm still here. Fuck this guy. <laughs> don't I have a point? I think I do. I'm sticking with this. I am sticking with this. I will donate some money to a charity or something soon, but I'm not going to be bullied into doing it, and I really don't like being threatened with 24 hours. There, I said it. That's my ice bucket challenge. Um, Little, you know, little piece on that, on the ice bucket challenge from the Verzi Effect podcast. It would have been nice if they were like, hey, man. You have a year to donate a hundred bucks if you didn't do it. Then I'd be like, you know what? Then I'd probably donate a hundred quicker. But if you're gonna force me, you're gonna you're gonna fucking you're gonna you're gonna bully me like that? No, I'm going at my own time. I'm going at my own time. Just not I'm not doing it. So, you know. Bill Burr had a great thing on it where he was like, It's just wasting water in California we're running out of water. <laughs> That's another great way to look at it. But I wasn't even looking at it that way. I was just looking at it like don't 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 bully me into get don't give me 24 hours you know and I don't want to feel what they feel like for a second because I feel like it's disrespectful to them unacceptables everybody all right let's go see that we got we got fucking funny and now we're gonna follow it with some funny um all right so let's go I'm gonna do I'm gonna do um you know, I'll do mine first. I'll get mine out of the way, and then I will just dedicate. Then I will dedicate to the fans, and we will go from there. Oh, we're a half hour in. I'm gonna have to put this on pause because I gotta get my son. I gotta get my son his medicine, so you guys won't feel a thing. And then I'm gonna come back, and right when I come back, I'm gonna get into my unacceptable, and then do yours, and we'll go. So, uh, all right, I'll see you guys in a second. Okay, painless. You didn't feel a thing. That is like the podcast version of like anesthesia. Uh, All right. My unacceptable for the week is I go into this famous, incredible Italian Italian deli in Connecticut. Uh, I don't even want to give the name out because I don't want too many people going to it. It is everything a deli should be. It is like you've, I've always said, it's like you've died and gone to food heaven. Um, they got Italian sausage hanging from the ceiling. They got sliced Italian sausages, super sod, capicola, all in a, um, 
in the little containers. They got the best, freshest, best Italian cheeses wrapped up, homemade raviolis, pasta, and then the glass display is like is is like fucking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory of food. Like it's just you name it, it's there. From Parmesan's to any kind of cold salad to chicken cutlets to sausage and peppers to fucking you know uh, shrimp to like they had like this grilled chicken stuff. It's just ridiculous. So uh, dude, I had a Reuben in this place the other day that I it almost made me fucking cry. That's how good it was. And I'm not a Reuben guy. I'm not a pastra. I'm not a Reuben guy. All right, so I'm in there, and there's a place to eat in the back, and you could read the newspaper, have a little TV, and then, and then there's a bakery with all this amazing coffee and pastries and cannolis all attached to it. The place, like you can't walk into place at twelve o'clock. It's insane. So I took the kids there, and now it's in kind of a ritzy, kind of rich, douchey kind of Ridgefield, Connecticut. Um, <laughs> I just, it's in a douchey place of no, it's it's it borders. Uh, Ridgefield, and there are these young kids in one of the booths, and my son needed to go to the bathroom before we left. Now, if my son didn't have to go to the bathroom, would have gotten a car, and it wouldn't be an unacceptable for the week, okay? But my son has to go to the bathroom, so I take him to the bathroom, and we're leaving, and these four kids are coming out. Now, you could tell these kids were rich. You could tell their parents, you know, you could tell that they just were have money. They're set up. It's just, that's what it is. You know, they were wearing, like, boat shoes with, like, ugly socks and then, like, you know, like, jean shorts and then, like, a, a like a t-shirt. You just looked at these kids and you were like, these kids, like, no, these kids, you wouldn't dress like that. You know, like, these kids are set up. So, and that's fine. I'm not going to knock a kid for being born into privilege or whatever. That's not his fault. What else he's going to do? If he wants to fucking rock any kind of shoes he wants because his parents have money, great. What bothered me was they like they walked out and they all had different type of Jeep. They all had a different type of Jeep Wrangler, and they had that fucking voice. Now this isn't the unacceptable. Even their voice isn't the unacceptable. Their appearance isn't the unacceptable. The money, the pretentious, the douchiness of these kids. You know, you know, like these kids are going to be like heads of companies and, and and be complete cocksuckers to people that don't have what they have. But that's that's fine. I'm not even. That's not even part of it. So, like, two of them go into one Jeep, and they're like, he was like, so what time are you going tonight? Like, they weren't even like, hey, Brad, what's up, man? You want to fuck? It wasn't like that. They weren't douchey that way. They were douchey, like, so what What time are you going to be there tonight? Oh, four, four, th- oh, yeah, around 4.30. And they were just, like, fucking, just one kid's face. You ever see somebody's face, and you know that they're rich, and you know that, like, they don't really know about real problems, and things are good? That's what this kid's face was like, but his fucking lips came out, and his fucking dumb look, and his fucking dumb looking, I don't even know if this makes sense, but you ever just see somebody that got that dumb fucking doof, like, it's the type of kid that, like, it would be a pleasure just grabbing him by the throat, and just fucking punching him in the mouth, and then watching the pain and fear of tears enter his eyes, that's how this guy looked without even knowing him, and he wasn't the fucking problem either. Okay, and uh, <laughs> so they all get into there, and then one guy gets into, now it's hot out, and I'm trying to get these two kids into the car. I got two car seats, I'm trying to get these kids into the car. I got a hot coffee in my hand, which I put on my, um, I put on the, on my front, on the top of my car, so I'm like, 
I mean on the on the hood of my car. So if it fell, it wouldn't be near any of my kids. It would just be whatever. I lost half a coffee. I don't give a shit. I already had that planned out because I'm fucking thoughtful and, and, and you would rarely get an unacceptable from me. Okay? So I put the fucking thing there, but it's still hot out, and I have a two-year-old daughter, and I'm with a five-year-old boy. So this kid gets into a Wrangler next to it, and I'm kind of just like, he's knowing that I'm probably trying to leave, I hope. And then this fucking dude, while it's hot, and I'm trying to fucking strap my kids in, I get my kids in quick, and I'm like, is this guy going to go, or should I run around the car and go? And then I, he gets into his car first, and now my fucking two kids are in the car. I just closed the door, so it's only about two seconds, two and a half seconds, but it's hot, and I want to get around so I can fucking put the air conditioning on, and this fucking kid just sits in his car and, like, waits a second, and I swear to God, after, like, five Mississippis, I almost, I was going to go, dude, man, my kids, and then he just fucking started looking around and moved and got out of the way, and I wanted to be like, dude, get the fuck out of the way. I wanted to grab this fucking bitch out of his truck and push his face up against the window to look at my kids and go, hey guys, you see him? You see this kid? Yeah, this is what happens when you do unacceptable shit. I got two kids in the car and it's hot out. Go, motherfucker. Go, okay? Oh my God, I wanted to fucking beat this kid with his boat shoe. I wanted to just fucking, dude, just go. My kids are sitting here. I gave you the fuck, I let you know, like, hey man, go ahead, like, kind of go, and then you. my kids are there. You know, if it was just me, I would have sat by the hood of my car, I would have sipped my coffee, and I would have let this asshole take his time. Whatever. A minute, I would have been fine. I would have just this way, you know. Now, granted, I was probably in a, you know, I was probably in a bad mood because I had to take care of two kids in this place, and it's not easy. So I was probably a little on edge and a little impatient. But it still doesn't mean you don't go when you, when it's time to go. Go. Just go, man. Just go. What do you got to do? What do you got to do? You got to fix your fucking perfect hair, you fucking you know, 19-year-old or whatever you are, just, you know what I mean, I, I just, I don't know, I just, he just took so long, it was driving me fucking nuts, my little girl and my boy, they were only in the car for, you know, whatever it was, maybe half a minute or whatever, or in total, or 20-something seconds, but it's hot, and 20 seconds is a long time, here, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to pause for 10 seconds. I'm going to pause for 10 fucking seconds. And, and you see how long that is with two kids in the car. And this guy's taking his time. I'm going to start. I'm going to start at 15. Ready? I'm going to start right now. Here's 10 seconds. Fucking horse shit, right? And that's only 10 with the kids hot, waiting for their dad to get in the car. I'm trying to walk around. Unacceptable. Wake up, dummy. Wake up. Fucking get out of the car. Ugh. I just, it's, 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 it's unacceptable behavior. It's privileged. It's, it's just assholes. So like these kids, and that's the thing, man. I'm not even joking around. These kids that I saw in Connecticut, these rich kids, they will never know. Like, they, you know, and it's, I mean, look, it's good for them. That's why their parents have money because they'll never know. But, but like, sometimes you got to get fucking smacked in the face to just wake up and be like, dude, this is the real world. And sometimes it's going to fucking hit you. And the fact that this asshole took time of my kid's day in the fucking heat because he was inconsiderate or unaware. Either way, it's unacceptable. I had a friend, my buddy Nick, used to actually scream to people, wake up, which is a great thing. He would actually, like, in the car, he'd put the window, he'd be like, wake up! And, and it was, like, really from the heart and good. 
I had another thing tonight when I was going out to the mall to go get this computer. This guy wouldn't merge right. And like I'm next to an 18-wheeler. And like if the guy flies down the ramp, I'm okay. And like we had this thing where like he didn't know to go, let me go. And I fucking went past him and I looked at him really angry. Like, wake the... F- Dude, it's fucking raining out, man. There's an 18-wheeler here. Go. You got the fucking ramp. Ah unacceptable man that these ass and here's the the fucked up part about this is these assholes stupidity and fucking just ridiculous dummy shit that they do can take your life when it comes to to being in a car so that's my unacceptable some preppy fucking dude probably named hunter or fucking you know noah ugh so no, like, is um, your dad gonna, your dad gonna come out? I started out California, and then I realized it had to be more Wall Street. All right, so that's my unacceptable for the week. Uh, that got me angry, man. I'm not gonna lie. It it just it just does, it just does, man. It's like I, I just don't know. Like I I don't know. Like shouldn't with children all bets be off? Like shouldn't like your you know, your consideration just stop for yourself when there's kids around. I, that's how I feel. I think that separates the sociopaths and the narcissists. Like, you know what I mean? It's like no matter how into yourself you are or how much of a dick you are, when you see young children who seem like cute, innocent kids and they're trying, just fucking let them go, man. Come on. And I'm telling you right now, if my daughter was screaming, crying, or anything like that, I would have fucking said something, or I would have screamed, go. That's the only thing I don't like about sometimes when I do my unacceptables, is that only a few times, because it hits you later, because you're so, here's why. It hits you later, because you're so baffled of what happened, so then like, it's very easy to be like, oh, I should have done this, I would have done it, and the key is to get it done during the moment. But I don't blame anybody who doesn't do anything in the moment because you're kind of just so pissed and you can't believe it and then the per- people are gone. You know, that's that's what it is. But let's get into your guys' unacceptables. So uh, I will read off... Um, I guess will I read off to Twitter first? Yeah, I'll read off Twitter first. And then... Uh, well, let me see here. Let me see here if I have... Uh, if I have an unacceptable on Facebook that I could get to. Cause don't for, don't uh, forget this is still the shitty this is still the shitty computer. Why the fuck? Uh, I'm gonna see if I could get the ones off of Facebook first, and then uh, all right, let's see. Of course not. Why would it be? All right, I'm gonna do Twitter. I'm not waiting. Okay, everybody, here we go. Twitter. And I'll try to get these Facebook ones up. I can't wait to get this new computer. This shit is just fucking unacceptable. Here's another unacceptable. This fucking... You click on something and you see that stupid ball spinning and it's 2014. That's unacceptable. I should have went to the Apple guy and been like, hey, dude, here's the deal. Listen, it's it's your response. If I fucking see that ball, I'm throwing a ball that looks like that into your living room. <laughs> How great would that be if somebody was just like, yeah, I got to buy a bunch of beach balls, fill them up with rocks. And if my fucking, if the computer that I buy does this, 
I'm throwing it through the guy's window or windshield with a note on it saying that I'll meet you at the store tomorrow because this is horseshit. I'm I'm literally in this whole time that I'm talking to you guys, I am clicking on this message and I cannot get it. Re it's ridiculous. Uh I'll see if I could find it here. Um hold on. Is everything alright up there? Oh, okay. Uh you know when you ask that and they say yeah and you can't tell if it's you can't tell if it's like really yeah or if it's like ah oh, fuck you, yeah. Um let's go to uh what why? What the fuck? I mean I just I just do I have to go to another all right, I'm you know what now now I'm now I'm determined to do it. I gotta find it. This guy's name isn't What the fuck? All right. Here we go. All right. This one is from... This one is one on Facebook. Okay? So here, here's one of them. I'm going to try to get the other ones. This one is from uh, LeBron Jackson. And LeBron Jackson is unacceptable. Your boss won't admit he's gay, but insists on dragging everyone during a business trip because he's your boss, to gay bars, because they know how to party, in quotes, and then leaves the group there and disappears for hours with the keys so they can't leave. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that is fucking ridiculous, man. I'd be like, yeah. first of all, though, honestly, though, I got to be honest with you. I mean, that is unacceptable, but I got to be honest, uh, LeBron, like, I wouldn't have walked in the place. I'm not kidding. I, I would have just been like, yeah, dude, listen, I got to, I got to, I got to meet somebody at fucking Applebee. Like, I would have just said something, but I wouldn't have went in the place. It, it is 100% unacceptable. And if you were like, yeah, I'll just go for a drink and, like, kind of make it a joke and he left with the keys, I get that completely unacceptable and ridiculous. But there were two choices you guys had there. Uh, could have left and taken a taxi to leave or not going in the first place. I have to be honest with uh, with that one. But I do... You know, if you're a nice guy and you're trying not to piss your boss off and all of a sudden you like you go into this place and then all, then the guy just that's, that's fucking I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. That's that would really piss me off, too. And it's like, what is he thinking when he knows that like he's taking and there's nothing wrong with it if you're gay. But like, what does he think about like heterosexual guys that just don't want to be there? Like that's that's kind of not that's kind of not cool, man. So that is a definite unacceptable for me. But I wouldn't know. I'll be honest. I wouldn't have walked in. I'd have been like, yeah, dude, I'm not. I don't think I could do this. I I just would have been like, I, I can't. Sorry. Um. All right, here we go. So this one was on uh, Sunday, and here's another one. This is another one on Facebook. I'm getting the Facebook ones uh, now. This guy said this guy's name is uh, Thomas Michael Malone. So shout out to you, Thomas. Thank you for the um, submission. Unfucking acceptable. This fucking drunken, skanky bitch and her gay hipster boyfriend <laughs> sat next to me at a comedy club and talked, drank loudly. How is that even possible? And were intensely making out. I was trying to just spend a few hours unwinding from the work week and laughing at some dick jokes. These animals need to be stopped and relocated somewhere. West Africa is the nicest time of year. Thanks a lot, man, and come to Foxwoods. You were great when you opened up for Burr there. Oh, thanks. Thank you, uh, Thomas Michael Malone. And, um, yeah, I mean, look, you're talking to a comedian here, so there's nothing more 
Um, there's nothing more brutal. But I will tell you guys this. The people sitting next to, and this is serious, the people sitting next to the those people are as powerful, if not more powerful than the comedian because those people are distracting other paying customers. And you guys can go right up to a manager and if you say these words, trust me, I've been in this business a long time and um, it, it, this is true. If you... As a paying customer to a comedy club are being distracted by somebody who is doing that. Drinking, talking loud, making out and doing that. You can easily go to a manager. And if you go to a manager, every manager I know in the business, everybody, if you go, listen, I paid good money. I'll never come back here. This is ridiculous. Something needs to be done. Those people will be out or stop. I'm telling you that right now. But it is completely fucking unacceptable. Uh, I was on stage not too long ago and this chick was so drunk. She's just leaning on her boyfriend. Her head is... Just like laying on his thing, just like gone, drunk, gone. And it's like, what are you doing here? So um, absolutely, 100% right. I agree. Thank you for the unacceptable. That's a great one. Um, okay. Let's see what else we got here. We will do... Oh, this guy. This guy was... Um, Oh, it goes like this on the phone. All right, so I'm going to go to Twitter, and then I'm going to try to read these two other ones off of Facebook if I could get them. Just so fucking... It's just so ridiculous that uh, how long this takes. Okay. Somebody wrote something to me. Did somebody write something to me in German? I don't know. I can't... Like, if I can't fucking read it, guys, I don't know what you want me... I mean... I mean, I love my... Don't get me wrong. I love my fans, and I love doing the Unacceptables, but if I got to fucking... Do Rosetta Stone to read them. This shit's just not getting read. I don't, I don't know what to. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this one was really funny. This is from Dan. I think Dan had another one before, but this one made me laugh, and it's true. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Dan, and it's at D Nailer underscore Designs. Yes, I definitely remember that. It's D, and then uh, Nailer N A Y L O R underscore Designs, and Dan says Paul Verzi. At Paul Verzi, animals who think it's completely fine to pay, to pay for shit with crumpled ass money bill, money bills, unacceptable. Uh, there's nothing funnier, and that is unacceptable. And the person it's really unacceptable to is the cashier. But there's nothing funnier than somebody scrambling through their their wallet or their purse to like find money, and, and, then, and then when they find, then when they find it. It's like folded up 50 times in like this little tiny square and it's like a 5 or a 10 that looks like fucking it was in Ben Franklin's pocket. It's just so worn and they're just disheveled and they're looking for change. But that was one where I read it. Excuse me, I'm I'm getting sick here. That was one when I read it, I just really laughed. Um, You know, so... uh, All right, this one... This one was kind of gross, and if adults are doing it, it's unacceptable. Uh, Danny Burdine, at D underscore Bird, B-U-R-D, at Paul Verzi, unacceptable. Out having uh, a nice people while the pe- Out having a nice people while the... Anyway, it just says, while the people next to me keep farting and burping like it's a contest. That's like... That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are people really going out in public and just farting and burping and not giving a shit? Like, is that really... Dan, let me know where that is. I'm serious. I'm not even kidding. 
message me where you were where people were doing that because I just find it fascinating that like that's like people think it's okay to do that. Like you're a grown ass adult and like you're burping and farting. Like my five year old son knows like if he burps, like my two year old she doesn't know like if she burps or farts. She'll just like laugh. She doesn't know. But, like, my five-year-old, like, if he burps, he'll, like, look around and be like, excuse me. Like, these are fucking adults, man. Oh, we live amongst animals. That was, that's that's just funny but ridiculous, I guess. Um, This one is from Andrew Bradley. And it's at the Andy Bradley. How you think it's spelled. At Paul Verzi, people with their empty driveways whose cars take up both sides of the road barely squeeze past second time this week. Yeah, at that point, you got to, like, somehow let them know that, like, you're fed up. I just, you know, I, there, at some point, you have to do it because it's it's like... It's like, look, man, if something's going on in your driveway, if you're doing something in your house, I get that. But, like, you're fucking me up, like, twice now, and I, like, something needs to be, you know. I mean, I'd hate to say scrape the guy's car to send a message. I would never do that. That's not who I am. But, like, that's justice as far as I'm concerned. But definitely unacceptable. So thank you, uh, Andrew, for the submission. Next one is from um, Kevin at 4-5-Kev. But it's at F-O-U-R, then the number five, and then uh, K-E-V. At Paul Verzi, unprepared bitches doing makeup in the car while they hold up traffic 150 feet behind the car in front of them. Unacceptable. Oh, yeah. That's, that's got, like, heckle scream written all over it. You know? Like, you're ugly anyway. or it, it, It's not going to help anyway. Just something to make you feel better. Because it's just, I mean... But you know what that comes down to? That comes down to selfish, narcissistic bitch who doesn't care. All she cares about is looking the way she needs to look when she gets to her final destination. And, and, and if that means some fucking guy behind her can wait, that's what she's going to think. It's absolutely unacceptable. Um, all of these that I'm reading are great. Uh, this is from... Uh, David, <laughs> David G. I just when I look at some of the things said. All right, David G. It is at Dave G. One nineteen at Paul Verzi. People who post pics of their Starbucks coffee, drinking coffee doesn't make you special. You self righteous jackass. Unacceptable. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's uh, that's so true. It's so true. Okay, this one is for my friends. Over at the Hey My Man podcast in, I believe, in Chicago. These guys have been really nice and posted some of my stuff, and and I've talked about them. So let's see what these guys have to say. This one was funny. This was a picture, and it was of somebody's recycling bin. And it says, This fucking dick beater of a garbage man refuses to put my can um, on the glass and instead blocks my mailbox. And he showed a picture of like the can, like of the container in front of his mailbox. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that one. The, the good thing about that one, guys, is you can actually like wait for the mailman next time, and like in a nice, cool way, just like see how the conversation goes down, and be like, um, you know, actually, man, if I come out to Chicago, I'd love to hear like a follow up on this. 
you know, but how great would it be if like you guys waited and then the mailman or whatever did it again and you just were like, hey, dude, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, listen, um, when you do that, it blocks my mailbox and it kind of made it difficult for me last time and just see what he says. Just keep now, but you know, I, I know I don't I don't want you to fuck up with your mailman because then, you know, mail is a, a precious thing, but that's definitely unacceptable. Thanks for the picture. I hope you guys are doing good over there. Um, let's see here. Got some more. Yep, this one is from. Uh, let's see. Hold on, hold on. I got. I'm getting some more. I'm just trying to make sure. Okay, this one was two days. This one is from Jim McManinim. Hold on, I'm fucking this. So hold on, man. Jim McManamin. McManamin. Jim and then Mick and then me M E N A M I N. McManamin. Oh, I fucked that up. Jesus. Wow, that's like a we- that's like a fucking tongue twister. Anyway, Jim is uh, Twitter feed is at Jim underscore Big M Little C Big M E N A M I N. Holy shit, it's even hard to spell when you look at it. But Jim says, "Thank and Jim, I'm sorry, I don't mean to butcher the name, dude. I appreciate the." And I think is that a picture of a cigar and a drink on your fucking thing? That's awesome. Okay. Jim McMenonim, Nananim, Mick, <laughs> I gotta get it right, Mick, because you know what's gonna happen when the podcast is over, I'm gonna fucking say it perfectly, so let's try to figure this out, okay, so Jim, and then Mick, Menemin, McMenonim, McMenonim, um, says, at Paul Verzi, <laughs> uh, hashtag unacceptable, car dealer, Using kid as pitch man in radio ad. Don't need to hear an eight-year-old raffling off least. <laughs> Don't need to hear an eight-year-old raffling off lease terms on a new Kia. <laughs> oh shit, dude, that is awesome. Thank you, Jim. Now I wish I got your name right from the beginning. Guys, follow this guy on Twitter at. Jim underscore big M little C big M E N A M I N. Uh, that's a great one. Holy shit. That's funny. Okay. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, let's keep going here. Let's keep going here. I saw it. All right. Oh, nope. That's are these two tracks? All right, this says two days ago. This is from at, um, wait, did I do that one? I'm trying to think. Did I do that one? Because this has been, when did I do the last? I don't want to read the same one. No, I couldn't have. Okay. Oh, no, no, I didn't read it. Okay, good. So, oh, this guy just keeps fucking, okay, one guy kept writing me a lot. I'm sorry, everybody. Okay, here we go. Paul Verzi. Uh, Smoking a vapor pen in the gym locker room. Get the fuck out of here. Unacceptable. That was from uh, Maxi. Dude, I'm, I'm not even kidding. I don't know why these names are harder than um, Maxi Quimena at Max O S T 
R-O-W-S-K-I-1. At Paul, smoking a vapor pen in a uh, gym locker room. Get the fuck out of here. Unacceptable. I agree, dude. Anything in a locker room like that, you can't do it. You just can't. It's it, it's it's too much. Um, all right. So I think that's it for the. I think that's it for the um, Twitter ones. And a, a lot of you guys, thank you. A lot of you guys said that you you know you you agreed with my assessment of the turtle movie last week, which. I, yeah, I just think, you know, it's it's not supposed to be fucking, it's it's a turtle movie, like I said, but I'm glad you guys got a kick out of that. And uh, let me just make sure, dude, I'm going through Twitter here, yep. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, yeah, wow, a lot of you guys saying that you definitely get the uh, hashtag unacceptable t-shirts and all that, so... Um, Somebody wrote me, uh, oh, my friend, comedian, funny, funny comedian, Ken Krantz wrote, I'm dying to know how unacceptable Paul Verzi, hashtag on us, finds Floyd Mayweather's illiteracy. I mean, look, when a guy's getting his head bashed in like that all over the place, what are you going to, oh, this is one, this is another, oh, look who it is, this is one that I wanted to mention too, and it's from, guess who it's from, everybody, it's from Jim Mick. Men, nah, men. <laughs> Nam. Yeah, men, nah, men. Yeah, McManaman. Jim McManaman. Uh, how many unacceptables about this guy's last name am I going to get? The good news for you, Jim, is it's probably going to, you know, give you some Twitter followers, I hope. But um, this is going to be like an ongoing thing. Jim's going to be one of those regular guys now that, like, I have to read his. People's going to be like, I just got to hear Verzi try to say this guy's last name. But, uh, Jim McManaman says, Paul Verzi, hashtag Joe Torre Day at Yankee Stadium, and they couldn't even put Jeter in the lineup. I'm not a Yankee fan, but still unacceptable. Yeah, I got to be honest. I really thought, and I saw that by luck. I was laying in bed, and I was just you know changing the channels, and all of a sudden I heard Michael Kay's voice. And I saw Joe Torre's number and, you know, on the big Jumbotron. And I realized, oh, yeah, they were tributing that day. And it was so cool to see, like, Hideki Matsui, Paul O'Neill, David Cohn, Reggie Jackson, Bernie Williams, Andy Pettit, all these fucking guys sitting there, even, like, Jim Leland and Tony LaRussa, like, rival managers were there. It was really cool. And then he looks over at Jeter and he talks to Jeter. And I find out Jeter doesn't even play in the game that, like, the day Torrey was honored and stuff. And, you know, you think he would. So, you know, I don't know. I just, I just think, yeah, you're Derek Jeter. That was kind of like you said, as like a second father to you. They, they gave him a plaque in Monument Park. They, it's, it's Joe Torre. You won four rings with the guy. I would just think like that day would be a thrill for the fans to even see you get a hit and then get pulled from the game or like just playing that game. But I know what they're doing with Jeter. What they're doing with Jeter, and I'll talk about this more in sports. But what they're doing with Jeter is they don't want they, they want it this to be like a nice exit. They don't want it to get ugly at the end of his, you know, like, just look really bad and stuff. So they're, they're, they're picking and choosing their, they're picking and choosing their moments. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like, play the fucking game, dude. You're Derek Jeter and it's Joe Torre fucking tribute monument day. Play the game. You know, get in there, you, you know, pinch hit, pinch hit in the ninth inning. If, you know, regard, you know, come in, just do so, like, show your face, do something. So, whatever. Uh, the funny thing is I didn't even see the whole game, so he might have done that. Um, and Matt uh, Patella, 
uh, Twitter feed is at MC Patella, P-E-T-E-L-A. Paul Verzi. Um, hashtag unacceptable. Standing in a group blocking the escalator from people who want to walk down. Stand right, walk left, infuriating. Yeah, that'll get you. That'll get you every time, dude. Anything, here's what I, I really believe this with the unacceptables. I think that the things that will, can never be denied on, in, in, in unacceptables is cars, any kind of inconsideration with cars or, um, you know, like walking or somebody's space is just the most infuriating shit that, that's out there because it, 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 it's just like there's no way to, you know, the the rage and impatience in us can only go so far as people and that's you know that's the thing it's like yeah i, I mean fuck that i i hear you that is is infuriating is a perfect word i wish i could have fucking dude i wish i could wouldn't it be great if like one day you could fucking hit somebody who's out of line so like when the court calls you up and like paul you paul Verzi grabbed a guy out you grabbed a guy out of his uh you know, Jeep Wrangler, and you beat him with a Vans boat shoe. Uh, oh, never mind. Sorry, it was the twenty seventh of that was that's fine. Sorry, case dismissed. And the guy's like, "What the fuck is it? Oh, man, it's the day." Sorry, he had that. He had that window. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think I have some. I think I have some gems on this one, guys. All right, so let's get. So that's the. That's the. Um, that is all the Twitter, and I did the one Facebook, but I think there were two more Facebooks that I'm trying to get, and this piece of shit, this fucking unbelievable piece of shit here is not letting me. Here we go. Oh, come on, come on. Did it? It didn't. Oh, my God. There was a couple of them, too. Yeah, I had three of them. I have three more to read from fucking Facebook. And I know the people are like listening, going, shit, read mine. And now, because this piece of shit computer that I'm done with after tonight, done with it. And I'm, and I'm going to try to figure out how to do this. So if I go back and I got to find another account here. Okay, activity, right? And then, hold on, I think I just did it. Did I just do it? Oh, I might have just done it, did I? I did. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, here we go. This is from Calvin Conroy. There you go, Calvin. I bet you thought you were like, shit, it's not going to get read. Well, here it is. All right, Calvin Conroy says, Hey, Paul, I love the podcast. It gets me through my shifts at work. Um, but this happened while I was listening to the podcast and I couldn't help but telling you what happened. I'm at work in the grocery store and I'm trying to get this skid out from the corner right... Oh, okay. I'm trying to get this skid... Skid, I don't know, out from the corner right where these double doors are. The doors are both ways. Did I read this fucking thing? Oh yes, I did. This is this is the other one. I'm sorry. Ordering a pizza with garlic dip. Yes, this is the new one. He sent me a picture of the pizza. I'm sorry. He had one. He had another one before. Ordering a pizza with garlic dip and it came inside the box leaving this in my pizza and then he just shows garlic dip in the middle all over the middle of the pizza. Unacceptable. Yeah. Again, it is unacceptable they did that, but 
knowing how people are morons and it's usually not going to work out in your favor when you put that in other people's hands, I'd say like in a separate thing or on the side, not near the pizza. But if this is the first time you ordered, you have no idea, I give it to you. Unacceptable to have dip in the pizza. Um, that's clearly somebody not Italian. Um, 100%. So uh, here we go. This is a really long one, but I'm going to read it. And I think this came in. Did I, I'm making sure. Hold on. So what's the date on this one? And today is what? Did I read this one? This one seems really long. I don't know if I read it. Um, if I did, I, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm reading. It. This guy's name is Sven Tenors, and I don't know. If I read this one. Because it's super, super long. And, uh... Alright, so here we go. I'm reading it. I'm gonna read it. Because it... Okay, here we go. Sven Tenors says, Hey, Paul, gotta start off by saying I love the podcast and it's awesome to see how big it has got... Hey, I didn't read this one. How big it has gotten in the last year. I also saw you and, uh... In Winnipeg... Oh, I guess I opened for Burn Winnipeg in March. What an awesome show. I hope you two do another tour through Canada again soon. Anyway, I have been meaning to write in with my unacceptable for a while now, but forgot until it happened to me again just the other day. I am a tattoo artist. Oh, yeah, I didn't read this one. This one's good. All right, here we go. I'm a tattoo artist, so you can imagine I see the deal with the whole spectrum of people. But the worst of the worst is the people who come in to get tattoos on their feet and don't have the common courtesy to fucking watch them before they come. Oh my God, it's horrific. That is awful. I mean, people come after working all day in their boots and want me to tattoo their feet. I had a girl come in once, got tattooed on her feet, and it stank so fucking bad. I swear to you, I had a splitting headache like I was going to puke. Ugh. And I had to go home early due to the odor. Some of these cunts even have the nerve to make a joke about it. Like, hope my feet don't stink too bad. Ha ha. Absolutely unacceptable, you fucking animals. <laughs> I understand this might seem like a pretty specific scenario, but... I imagine there are massage therapists out there who suffer from the same or dentists and people not making sure their breath doesn't stink like a landfill before they go. Uh, that First of all, that's awesome. That's a great unacceptable. Absolutely disgusting. And uh, you have another one here that I'm going to read too because that's a great one. And um, you know what, dude? I don't know what your deal is, but I don't know if you could be like, hey, look, and just so you know, any kind of foot tattoo, uh, we have a sink in the back. You got to just clean them up. You got to clean them up, like, because that'll look sanitary for you, and also, like, I mean, listen, I know, I, I mean, I don't know the, the, the deal or the drill, but, like, that seems fucking awful, but um, before I read your next one and the last one of the show, I hope you guys are enjoying these. I know I'm going along with them, but you guys put so much time into writing them, I got to read it, so anyway, and I enjoy it. This shit, a couple of these have me crying, Um but I, I, I got a full body massage and I asked, I said to her, I said, listen, you know, you might get this. I mean, I hope you don't. I always wanted to ask this question. And she's like, go ahead. And she's probably thinking, oh, what is this pervert going to ask? You know, because she's some fucking laying there vulnerable, like half naked. And I said, 
what do you do like if you get like a 400 or 500 pound person and she's like oh as a matter of fact she goes I do I have that and when I, I give him private ones and he's so big he's got to bring his own table because he's just that wide and I go like can you get into and she goes she goes uh, it's actually she goes actually people that heavy their body and muscles are more sensitive so they, they actually do feel the massage like some people are like oh they're too fat to feel it they actually feel it uh, which is just gross and, and crazy in its own way. But that was a great one. Here's the one. It says, and the second unacceptable. This is from Sven Tenners. I hope I'm saying it right. It's um, T-E-N and then R-S. I don't know how else I'd uh, fucking say it. But anyway, and the second unacceptable, I'll mention quick. I don't expect you to read this one on the podcast. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, Sven, because I fucking love my fans. I love the Verzi Effect listeners. That's why. Okay, so you didn't expect it, and you're getting a double whammy today, my friend. How do you like that? On the announcement of the t-shirts and the sponsor, by the way, go to the website, gonzofame.com. Check out the interviews. One of them with your boy, me, Paul Verzi, but also a ton of other ones like Doug Stanhope, Ralphie May, um, Hannibal Burris, Sean Patton. There's just a bunch of them. Go to them, gonzofame.com. Now... Here you go. I don't expect you to read this one on the podcast. Just the story I thought after. If this happened to you, Paul, I know he uh, he loses shit about uh, it on his podcast. So this one, <laughs> just for you, from me. I had a guy walk in to 7-Eleven. Uh, oh, shit. Do you not want me to read this? Fuck it. I'm going to read it. I Yeah. Because you said you don't expect me to read it on the podcast, but then you didn't say don't read it. So here we go. I had a guy walk into 7-Eleven who was out for a jog, stopped in to get a bottle of water. He didn't have a shirt on, dripping sweat everywhere. The lady at the counter says, you need to have a shirt to come in here. And this fucking... (laughs) I'm not going to say the word you use because people may get nuts. This fucking bleep... And you know it's bad if uh, if I can't say it on the show because we've said cunt many times. But uh, it looks like Sven's going all in on this one. And this fucking bleep says, I do. It's right here and holds it up. It's tucked into his fucking pocket, hanging. Oh, I thought, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> it's tucked in his pocket, hanging out flag football style. I immediately started laughing. At the sheer stupidity of this asshole. And the lady tells him he has to be wearing it. He argues that he's just buying a water. And he's leaving. As he opens the cooler door. And then lets it hit his bare sweaty back. While he grabs his bottle of water. This cunt even gasped a bit. When it hit his back. Because of how cold it was. The lady at the counter is now yelling at the guy. That he has to go. He needs to put on a shirt. He takes the bottle to the counter. And <laughs> and she's refusing to ring it up. By this time I'm waiting. In line behind this guy. And my patience is wearing thin. This guy continues to argue. That he knows he has to have his shirt to come in. but it But it doesn't say he has to be wearing it. That's fucking hilarious. He just walked in with a shirt. And it shouldn't matter because he's in good shape. 
enough is enough. I finally interrupted and said, listen, asshole, you know damn well you have to be wearing a fucking shirt to come in here. It has nothing to do with being fat or skinny. It's a health code issue, and your sweat dripping all over the floor is disgusting. You're just trying to be difficult, and you're wasting my fucking time now. Good for you, dude. This is awesome. So either go outside and put your shirt on, come back, get your water, or move the fuck on. That is fucking awesome. Wow. Clap break. Clap break for him. If I had one of those clap buttons, I would do that. But, uh, you know, I'm not in fucking investing in that because it's fucking, I'm not a fucking morning radio show. That is awesome, dude. Unfortunately, the lady at the counter decided to drop the issue and sold the guy his water so he would leave. I don't know if she thought that something might have bubbled up between me and him or what, but she caved and I, st- and I sold it to him. Wow, man, that's awesome. Uh, she caved and sold it to him, man. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, at that point, I think probably, yeah, I think what happened, and by the way, thanks for all the unacceptables, everybody, um, keep them coming and I'll read them. I mean, I know I went a little long. I don't know if I could go that long again, but, um, you know, this is just a, a cool week and a week to announce to the fans that some cool stuff's going on with the show. The show is obviously, uh, growing and that's amazing. So, uh, holy shit, an hour and 16. Wow. Uh, I didn't even realize that. All right, so let's move on. But thank you guys so much for the uh, unacceptables. Keep them coming, and um, that was awesome. It's it's weird. It always seems like the last one, and I don't plan it that way. The last ones are like insane. They get like these long stories. But I think what happened with that last one was I think the woman saw you just fucking snap like you said and go, listen, dude, get the fuck out of here. You're wasting time. You're sweating. It's disgusting. And then that could like she doesn't want a YouTube clip where somebody starts fucking, you know, things get nuts. You know, I just so she was probably like, let's just get this done. But, yeah, it's ridiculous that the guy's shirt was in his pocket just to cause a problem. That guy's an asshole. And it is unacceptable to walk into a 7-Eleven with, um, you know, no shirt on. I mean. I just, it's, it's, that's the thing that I never will understand. I will never understand a grown adult, a grown human being, being like, like I, I feel uncomfortable and I guess you could say it's how you're raised and it's how you think, but I'm uncomfortable going to pick my son up from school or daycare or taking my son or daughter to the doctor. I'm uncomfortable doing that even if I have nothing going on that day. Even if I'm sick and I'm laying around the house, I feel uncomfortable going in sweatpants or like basketball shorts and sneakers. I feel it because then they're going to be like, oh, dude, this guy, like, yeah, fine. I know this guy's a comedian or whatever, but come on, man. You're picking up your kid's dress a little better. And they're almost right. They're almost right. It's like, dude, you're picking up your daughter from school. Can you look like a? Can you look like you're not you like you, like you didn't just play pickup basketball with your buddies? And these people are walking in places like bare chested. Ridiculous. Um, that's unacceptable for the week. Call them out, dude. Call them out. I'm starting to notice that trend. People are calling them out more and more. You know, stopping uh, shittiness, one cunt at a time. That was the original design by a fan. Okay, here we go. Uh, movies, there's none. I saw nothing. I'm even behind on Ray Donovan. I missed the last two weeks. I got nothing with that, too. So I got to catch up with all that stuff. Um, sports, I was going to talk about the Joe Torre thing and the Jeter thing, but I just did it. Um, and I got to tell you, though, everybody, 
I'm getting a little excited with the Giants. I'm not going to lie. This kid, that kid, you guys see this kid, Corey Washington? The Giants got this guy, Corey Washington, okay? Now, I'm not going to do one of my dude I called it and say that this is, but this guy's got four touchdown receptions in four games. He came out of a Division II no-name school that nobody even fucking heard of. And he just, he's going to make the team, man. He's just like, dominating which would open it up for Cruz on the other side and I like the running game so we'll see they say Eli's having some issues we'll see Eli will be fine we got a really good backup too that's like playing the system better than Eli right now because the first time the Giants been in a West Coast system under Eli I think so um but let's be honest the NFL NFL's coming back everybody I mean, two weeks from now, a week from this Thursday, I think a week from tomorrow, right? I think a week from tomorrow it kicks off. I mean, is that is that not the greatest? I mean, football is back for the next few months. There's nothing better. You know, I was talking to my older brother, and my older brother, Christian, used to not be into football. He like was one of those guys, like, I don't see the fucking point. It's not making me money, which if you think about it, it's pretty smart and true. But now, and then, then you gamble on it. You're like, oh, it can make me money. And now he's like addicted and like he loves sitting in. There is nothing better than sitting home, one o'clocks, four o'clocks, than the eight o'clock Sunday night game. You literally watch football from 1 p.m. until almost 1 a.m. I mean, it's re- it is just the best. It is the best. And if you get the NFL package or the red zone package, you just sit. The NFL is such a good product that you could watch the Browns Chargers on a Thursday night. By the way, the Thursday night games are going to be on CBS, which is awesome. The NFL Network packaged up with CBS. So you could watch those eight games or whatever they do starting on on Thursdays on, on, on CBS, which is incredible. But you can be home, nothing to do. Just relaxing on the couch and watch the Browns Chargers. Well, now people be into the Browns, but you know what I'm saying. Like before Manziel and these guys got to the Browns, you could be watching anything. You could be watching like Cardinals Rams and just be like, oh, this is, I'm not going to lie, Cardinals Rams is a hard sell, but the NFL can pull it off. That's how good of a league the NFL is. So thank God it's back. I'm not doing fantasy. I'm not doing shit. The only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to watch it, and if I find that one or two or three, I think there's three a year. Podcast is just going long. At this point, I'm just going long. I'm giving you guys a long show. So I hope you like it. Buckle up. Well, let's do another plug. Guess what, everybody? We got a sponsor, a new sponsor, and there's more to come. But the sponsor is GonzoFame.com, an amazing comedian interview website that goes in depth i've talked and i've never i'm not even kidding i've never gotten more vulnerable and honest than any kind of interview uh you could hear about my dark times <laughs> um no you can um look at all these, these comedians i'm so glad to partner up with this uh, and have it be something i believe in um and the way they handled my interview calling me emailing me asking if everything was okay asking if they if they wanted anything out of it just the way that it should be done and when you read the interviews you realize holy shit when this thing blows up which it's gonna with so many comedians because i have comedian friends that are going to it i know comedians that are going to want to be interviewed by this because it's 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 something that they'll it's what you'd want to do so um but at this point i'm giving you guys a longer show here so i'm trying to make my sponsor happy no, um, what else do we got to uh, to talk about? Yeah, three things that you could do for football. There's three games a year. 
This is my gambling tip of the year. Not going to talk about it during the year. I'm not really gambling anymore. I'm not doing that. But I will tell you this. And I will talk about it when I think when I'll say, hey, guys, remember those one, two, or three games? I say this is it. There are one, two, or three games a year that I feel you can bet your house on and win. And it's one of those things where you need money in that situation. Um, and I'll give you an example of what it is. It is my homecoming theory. I've talked about my homecoming theory before. Now, my homecoming theory, it's not something I like to put out there, but you guys are my fans. This is the show. Here we go. The homecoming theory is a really good team gets shocked or beaten by a team not even close to their level of talent on the road. So, I'll give you an example. And I've talked about it early in the show, but the show is, you know, has a lot more listeners now, so I will if you heard this before whatever, you could turn it off. Um, but don't because it's it's a good show. <laughs> so, if the Denver Broncos last year who won a ton of games, I mean, I know they got embarrassed, but let's just say the Denver Broncos like in week 7, I think they were like, you know, 6 and 1 or or 5 and 2 in week 7. They go in, Peyton Manning's on fire, he's throwing like four a game, throwing for 400 yards, you know this, you know him, he's a robot, the system is working perfectly, well-oiled machine, and then all of a sudden they go into Arizona, and Arizona fucking just beats them like 28 to like, you know, 9, or 28 to 12, and you know, Manning's got the big red smudge on his huge forehead and you know he's doing that thing he does where he kind of just goes well you know I mean it happens and blah 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 and he you know he's doing all that and then you see the schedule and the next week the Broncos are home and the Broncos are playing let's say you know the the Rams you know or the Broncos are playing even even somebody decent like the Broncos are playing the Redskins okay with RG3 and the line is like seven for the Broncos. That game, I think, you know, is just an absolute no-brainer. You take the Broncos seven because, you know, what I've what I've seen in the NFL, and this is why you can't bet it, because there is no winning in gambling, um, especially in the NFL. I've learned it. I've gotten I've I've won a lot. I've taken beatings and I've realized that there's a pattern of gambling on the NFL and it really is like flipping a coin. That 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 um what's it called? Two for the money or whatever with uh, Pacino and McConaughey. It's so true. At the end of the movie the point was he flipped a coin and picked and that's what can happen. And that's really what Vegas does and how the lines are designed. That's what it is. It doesn't matter. It's it's not really about who's better because they they basically adjust who's better with a point spread. You know, I mean, there's a reason why Vegas exists and it wouldn't exist if it was like, oh, just pick a team. No, because then every week you'd pick the fucking, you'd pick teams that go 13 and 3 and you'd make a boatload of cash. You'd take the fucking Patriots, you'd take the Broncos, you would take the 49ers, you would take, you know, certain, and, and you would just you would just bank bank money. But the fact that they're like, yeah, the Broncos are going to win this week, but are they going to win by 11? That's that's how you lose. So, um, but there were times where I saw really good teams. I remember when the 49ers were awful and the Eagles lost a heartbreaker on the road. And this is when the Eagles were going to NFC Championship games every year with Andy Reid and McNabb. And I said to myself, I talked to an old friend of mine too. I go, dude, 
you gotta bet the Eagles are coming home with such a chip on their shoulder. I would put a thousand dollars if I, at the time, if I had a thousand dollars to spare, like if I had a thousand dollars that I could lose, I would one hundred percent do it. And it, the score ended up being like forty nine to fucking five. They just they did it. There's just those certain games. I think this year, without my wife knowing, I think this year I'm gonna uh, find that game and go for it. It's the homecoming theory, everybody. You know, Tom Brady has a bad game, throws four interceptions, gets the shit kicked out of him against the Bills, and then he's coming home and he's playing like the you know a, a team that like they think is going to be close. No, and he's going to go off. That that's what it is. But it's not just that. It's kind of it, it's because I know people are going. Well, that's easy. Everybody knows that, and. It's not just that something needs to happen during the week. Like there's certain things, and I'll talk about it when it's time. But there are a few games that you bet. Um, as I talked about that, all I thought about was doing was getting the paper and find out the spreads for week one. But football is back. I hope I just gave you guys the itch. I just gave myself the itch. What else are we going to talk about? Should we keep the Verzi Effect podcast going? It's been an hour and a half. The last one on the old computer and on the old on the old. Um, Microphone. There's uh Oh, I did something that I'm really uh, excited about, and you guys could check it out. A lot of people wanted to see more of my stand-up. You can absolutely see more of my stand-up now because I have four new clips out. One is kind of just an updated version of an old joke. Uh, I was submitting for a late-night TV show, and uh, the joke came out, and I just... It was like, you know what, this is an updated version. So there's actually three brand new clips out of me, and they are titled, actually, they're on my website. My website, paulverzi.com, that is P-A-U-L-V-I-R-Z, like zebra I.com. If you go to that now, I'm also going to have the interview I did on um, gonzofame.com on there, and I also have a uh, Verzi Effect review page on there, but... Um, you know, stand-up is my first love. That's what I do, and uh, people wanted to see more of it. So I got three new clips out. The clips' names are uh, Drinking or Different Drinkers. Um, and then the other one is Pawn Stars. If you like the show Pawn Stars, I do kind of a fun little joke on that that people got a kick out of. And uh, and then I do one about my wife being overprepared. It's called Overprepared Wife. So those three clips are uh, available now on YouTube. And in the two days that they've been up, they're doing great, and I got a lot of feedback and hits from them, so uh, check that out. I, uh, you know, put some new dates on the website, some more dates are coming to the website, so you could check that out. And, um, yeah, so the the paulverzi.com website is, um, it's got everything loaded, new clips, all that stuff, uh, changed the bio a little bit, so uh, you could see, uh, check all that stuff out, new dates and stuff, and I'm going to be going to, uh, Miami's going to be changed, so I think I'm going to be going to Miami in October. Um, I will be at the West Palm Beach Improv with Bill Burr. Me and Bill aren't really working together that much anymore, but, you know, we're, we're close, so we like to make sure if we go to a sporting event or there's someplace we could work, uh, we're going to do it, and we're doing it. We're going to the West Palm Beach Improv. I'll be opening for Burr there. Two shows, one night only, November 14th, 8 o'clock and 10.30. So um, if it's not sold out yet, it's going to be, but come out and check that out. It's going to be a great time. Um, on the 29th of October till November 2nd, I will be at Morty's Comedy Joint. And that's in October, and that's in Indianapolis. 
and I'm working on the new dates for Miami. Um, when I'm here, I will be at Stand Up New York. I will be at The Stand. I will be at Levity Live. Please, guys, come to my headlining show at Levity Live. We're trying to sell this thing out. It's uh, it's like my second home club. It's it's my home away from New York City, and it's um, it's one of my f- absolute favorite places. You could see clips of me from Levity Live on YouTube, but it's it's the shit. It's it's it really is just the be- just the, some of the best owners, best staff. Best stage, best sound system. Just it's 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 one of the my my favorite places to be on stage, and um, I will be headlining there September 18th. That's in West Nyack, New York. So it's not too far from Jersey. It's not too far from upstate New York, and it's not too far from New York City. It's right there. Come out. It's going to be a great time. If I know you and you want to go see the show and we're cool and you're listening to this, do not hesitate because I will have hookups. I will have, you know, people that I could get in at the door, hook people up. So if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, man, I'd love to go, let me know. I, I, I want everybody there. I want this place to be packed out. I'm going to be doing a lot of different stuff. I'm going to be working on my um, working on my album stuff because that uh, is still being figured out. It does not look like I got my album in the can the way that I wanted it to because of just sound and stuff going back and forth. And sometimes I'm a fucking idiot. I go and I talk to the crowd or I just go off script so much. So I think I'm going to have to be a little more structured. So I'm going to be doing a lot of that at Levity, but also a lot of new material. So come out there. Um... I'm really excited and happy with how a lot of the new material is going, and I'm getting great feedback from it, but more importantly, I'm enjoying it. I love what I'm doing. I love the new jokes, and I'm just having such a good time right now on stage. Come out to Levity Live. You will not regret it, okay? Follow me on Twitter, at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. Go to the completely new and updated paulverzi.com website, and go to the new sponsor of the Verzi Effect podcast show, gonzofame.com they just do great interviews with comedians who are established up and coming all kinds of levels and they're about the talent they're about the comedian Dave Gabry, um, who uh, is a comedian in Chicago, up-and-coming comedian, he runs a thing. Great dude, and they are aboard the, with the Verzi Effect, so we're going to make both work and go through the roof. Um, that's it. Come back next week. I will read your unacceptables. And uh, the Verzi Effect is alive and well, everybody. Uh, looks like I might be moving to a comedy network pretty soon, a, a podcast network pretty soon. We'll talk about that. But um, that's it. So uh, if you like the show, write a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think. If you don't like the show, you know, write it somewhere else. Uh, all right. Until uh, until next week, until episode 175, 26 away from 200, I'll be on a new computer with a new microphone. Definitely a new computer. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I am out.